This is Bill Brenner for SearchSecurity.com. You're listening to our Security Wire Weekly podcast for June 27, 2007. This week, Cisco executives explain how they'll use the newly acquired talent and technology from Ironport to improve security for Cisco customers. And, as part of our ongoing Vista deployment series, Papagino's IT manager, Chris Cahalan, discusses the benefits of being in Microsoft's early adoption program, as well as the perils of making some third-party software work with the latest Windows operating system. We begin this week with a conversation editors of SearchSecurity.com and Information Security Magazine had with Cisco executives Scott Weiss and Mick Scully this past week about their plans to use newly acquired security vendor Ironport Systems to bolster the network defenses of Cisco customers. In the wake of some of the mergers and acquisitions we've covered, some IT professionals have complained about a degradation in services and functionality after their security tools passed from the management of one vendor to another. And so I asked Weiss, who is former CEO of Ironport and now general manager of the Ironport business unit, and Scully, who is vice president of product management in Cisco's security technology group, what they will do to retain Ironport's talent base and invest in improvements to the technology itself. Here's what they had to say. You know, I think keeping talent has a lot to do with company culture and, uh, you know, is it a great place to work or isn't it? And we've uh, established an incredible working environment that attracts and retains the, the, the incredible talent. And in a very hot talent market in Silicon Valley, we've, you know, lost virtually none of our engineers. And I, and, and I think that it's not... Uh, as opposed to sales folks who, you know, kind of go from one uh, uh, hot, hot startup to the next, um, engineering talent is largely retained by engineering management and the culture that, that you have as a company. I think Cisco has done a great job of also creating a, a, a terrific uh, company culture to work for. Um, and, uh, and so I'll, g- I'll give the answer in, in two phases. One. We're not doing anything with Ironport right now. There's not a an intention to merge the company. They're, so that, not, they're the, not moving to San Jose. Yeah, we're keeping I mean, the offices. Same old, same team. We're keeping the band together, and uh, and so I don't think that that culture is going to change. And, and ergo, I think that uh, you know it'll still be a, a. We were rated in the top 50 places to work in the in the Bay Area last year. I mean, I think we'll continue to to operate in that way. But I I, I think that you know my. Um, uh, interactions and knowledge about the Cisco culture is that it's it's very compatible and very similar to what we built at Ironport. So I don't think that there's a, you know, uh, even if three years down the road we decide to consolidate operations or we're now, I mean, one of the things that I think Cisco does very well in keeping management teams is they move like let's say my team to run a larger part of, uh, of Cisco yeah. and makes integration much more simpler, right? I mean now, uh, 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 and I, I've seen that you look at across the Cisco leadership team, most of the folks have come from other acquisitions and they've you know continued to grow with, uh, with within Cisco. And they also lock up the management teams uh, for a long period of time. So, you know, like my team and me are locked up for two years, which is much longer than a, you know, the, the, you think 
it's typically it's six months or a year, you know, people just kind of ride it out, and then at the six-month point, they're gone. But two years isn't long enough time. You can't invest in peace for two years. You, you know, you get involved. <laughs> you 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 know you you start really uh, uh, becoming a part of that other company, and uh, and so you know my outlook is is uh, and I, I think we've also seen firsthand what happened with the Brightmail situation, right? Brightmail was a company was a product that Ironport OEM. And uh, and you know after Symantec bought it, you know it had serious efficacy problems uh, all throughout last year, and our customer base you know reminded us about about that uh, that that dip in efficacy, and um, you know it, it it the the one the good thing about um, uh, Ironport and security companies in general as a place to work is that it's fun for the engineers. I mean there's intellectual it's, 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 it's intellectually Absolutely. stimulating. You know that they are. They're, they're fighting this war that, that is changing every day. It's not like they're just rolling out the next version of a load balancer, or not that that's a, a you know, a, 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 a bad okay. job, it's okay. it's okay. but it's, it's just not as... They're, as not doing, they're not doing more router code. No, it's not as, as thrilling as, uh, as was what our engineers work on. And, you know, as long as that's fun uh, and exciting, they're going to stay and they're going to work on it. We'll be back after this message. As an information security professional, you've no doubt heard of Nmap, the popular freeware tool. It can be a huge help in the enterprise when searching for available hosts and services or pinpointing open ports. However, installing, configuring, and running Nmap in the enterprise is no easy task. With that in mind, SearchSecurity.com has teamed up with security expert Michael Cobb to create an Nmap technical guide. This guide details exactly how you can use Nmap to make your organization more secure. This guide is available for free at searchsecurity.com slash Nmap. Again, that's searchsecurity.com slash Nmap. Check it out today. This year, searchsecurity.com is running an ongoing multimedia series on the pain points IT professionals are experiencing as they plan company-wide deployments of Microsoft Windows Vista. This week, we focus on Papagino's IT manager, Chris Cahalan, whose Vista game plan is ahead of most thanks to his involvement in Microsoft's Vista technology adoption program. Of course, he has run into some problems along the way, as you're about to hear. Okay, so um, Chris, when we last spoke, one of the sticking points that you were talking about in, uh, in dealing with your Vista deployment was on the VPN side. And the specific problem was that Cisco's SSL-based VPN wasn't um, working, wasn't playing well with, with Vista, and, and that at that point you had switched over to an IPSEC-based to get around the problem. Talk about um, where things have proceeded since then. Well, today we're in the same boat, but we have a little bit more information from Cisco. They had a non-public SSL VPN solution that they're working on. It's uh, the only way to have known about this was to have a signed NDA in place with Cisco. But they have uh, generously offered to come and install the SSL VPN solution, Vista Ready solution, when it becomes available. And that timeline, I believe, should be within the next week or two. So we're looking forward to being able to get that in place and, and uh, play with that. Do you think that they were probably, um, they probably approached you with a little more sense of urgency after seeing that you were thinking of going elsewhere? 
Absolutely, no question about it. We, we got a number of calls from folks that were more than willing to buy that Cisco appliance from us and replace it with their own and, and with the uh, promise that they had Vista-ready SSL VPN solutions to go. So let's talk some numbers now. Um, how many individuals in, in Papaginos and D'Angelo's would you estimate have Vista on their machines right now? Right now it's a, a very small test bed. Uh, we're looking at rolling it out to our district managers first, the mobile user community. And one of the pieces that was preventing that from happening sooner was this ability to connect remotely. That's just critical for any mobile user. Mm -hmm. And SSL VPN um, is, a, is a nice solution if it's available. And so um, we're moving forward with that. We'll probably start with uh, six DMs. Right now there's a, a user base of uh, maybe four users that are using Vista. But that's really where our concentration is going to be. Uh, 20 of the DMs is our target. Now take, take me through the next few months between where we are now and when you think pretty much everybody will be using Vista. Well, for, we're really going to take this um, on, a, on a user by user basis, depending on the applications that they have running on their desktops. So we're going to have to be very thorough with the application compatibility testing that we do, especially in our finance department, uh, specifically. So what we typically do when there's a new operating system is they would get it when they get new equipment. So as we, we retire older equipment, it comes with a newer OS. And that has typically been how we have done it in the past. But what we want to do is be able to take advantage of some of the features that are built into Vista. So we're planning on rolling that out to the desktop user community as well. Um, but more than likely, our finance will be the last department. And now, you have actually had um, a leg up over a lot of companies because you are in this uh, Microsoft's uh, TAP program, um, Technology Adoption Program, that's what it stands for, correct? Yes. Yep. And uh, talk a bit about how you go about getting into the TAP program and what the resources are and how it has helped you move faster on Vista than you may have otherwise. Well, really it allows you direct access uh, to uh, Microsoft. You have some representatives who will pass along your feedback directly to the engineers that are behind Vista and so that whatever applications are typically presenting an obstacle for you, they work on that directly with those third-party vendors. So you've got a, you know, basically you've got a friend on the inside who's listening to what you have to say and will help you move quickly to resolve that. And now, is there a point where your involvement in the program ends, or are you in it for as long as you like, basically? We always have the option to um, pull out whenever we like. If it were not a good fit for us, we could stop the program at any time. There's no pressure to continue doing that. But we really see that as a benefit for us, so we're, we're eager to see this um, fully implemented. Did that cost anything, by the way, to, to be in that program? Or is it... It, you know, Microsoft is eager to get anyone on the fast track that they can, or? 
really, I think their selection process was more um, selecting customers who provided an opportunity to explore various features of that OS. And so for us, one of the interesting things that we've been doing here is on the security side of things with our implementation of trusted computing. Vista Enterprise and Ultimate versions have TPM support built into it. So I think they felt that was an opportunity to go ahead and exercise some of those pieces of the Vista operating system. There, there was no cost other than our time. Great. So uh, just to wrap this up, um, so you're on track right now. You're looking at really rolling this out aggressively over the next few months. Um, what I'd like to do is part by having you um, offer any advice. So if you are an IT department and you are nowhere with Vista right now, you know you have to deal with it. All new computers are going to come out of the box with Vista, you know, so eventually everybody will have to make the switch over. What is your first piece of advice for somebody that's sitting there thinking, gee, where do I even begin with this? Really some familiarity with the benefits of Vista would be the place to start. Uh, the mobile user community, for instance, benefits greatly from Vista. Some of the things that they have resolved with the Vista OS uh, are, are well worth getting out to your mobile users right away. For instance, data synchronization. That's always been an issue for mobile users, something that they've resolved with Vista. Um, much greater security with Vista in the fact that they are able to uh, utilize the trusted platform module as a for instance. Um, I guess my advice would be to not be afraid. Take a look at the benefits and then go ahead and test it. Again, Chris Gahalan, thanks for being with me. My pleasure. Thank you. And that'll do it for this week. The latest information security news is always available as it breaks on our news page at searchsecurity.com slash news. And you can always catch our Security Wire Weekly podcast featuring summaries of the latest news and interviews with security professionals at searchsecurity.com slash podcast. I'm Bill Brenner. As always, thanks for listening.